The Passing of a Princess by Ella Wheeler Wilcox. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Passing of a Princess. There is one name which, when spoken in Honolulu, or indeed in any part of the Hawaiian Islands, brings a tender look to every face, a look which is like the reverent lifting of a hat. That name is Kaiulani. Born to wealth and station, reared with every advantage, beautiful and beloved Princess Kaiulani passed early to the royal mausoleum to sleep with her ancestors. I walked one day in wide-spreading grounds under the shadow of lordly palms where her childhood was spent. Tropical vines, flowering in audacious colors, flung bold arms about unresisting trees and made a riot of strange bloom. Splendid peacocks swept down the spacious paths beside the handsome white-haired host as he came to greet his guests. Soft fountains played and refreshed the air with cooling sounds. The month was February, the weather July. We sat under a wonderful banyan tree, made historic by the pen of Robert Louis Stevenson. Later, we sipped tea in a great room filled with portraits of kings, queens, princes and princesses, rulers and potentates, all interesting from a historical point of view, but one oft repeated from childhood to young womanhood was of peculiar and pathetic interest. Kaiolani, daughter of our stately host, Governor Cleghorn, and his wife, Like Like, sister to the late king. Kaiolani was heir apparent to the throne of Hawaii, and she had grown from childhood to young womanhood, thinking of herself as a future queen. Governor Cleghorn had made his magnificent estate what he deemed a suitable home for coming queen, and he had sent Kaiolani to Scotland and England and France to educate her as befitted her position. While she was abroad, the great change came to the Hawaiian Islands, which turned them from a kingdom to a territory of the United States. Kaiolani was only a young girl. She was not a philosopher or a deep student of altruistic forms of government, and so the blow fell upon her with severity. It destroyed her dearest hope, her most cherished ambition, and one year after annexation, she died. Everybody in Honolulu and in the Hawaiian Islands loved Princess Kaiolani. When she went away to Scotland to attend school, Robert Louis Stevenson wrote in her album, Forth from her land to mine she goes, the island maid, the island rose, light of heart and bright of face, the daughter of a double race. Her islands here in southern sun shall mourn their Kaiolani gone, and I in her dear banyan shade look vainly for my little maid, but our Scots island far away shall glitter with unwanted day, and cast for once their tempests by to smile in Kaiolani's eye. And to these pretty lines, Mr. Stevenson appended this exquisite bit of prose, more poetical than his poetry, as always was his prose. Written in April to Kaiolani in the April of her age, and at Waikiki within easy walks of Kaiolani's banyan. When she comes to my land and her father's, and the rain beats upon the window, as I fear it will, let her look at this page, 
It will be like a weed gathered and pressed at home, and she will remember her islands and the shadow of the mighty tree, and she will hear the peacocks screaming in the dusk and the wind blowing in the palms, and she will think of her father sitting there alone. That was written in 1889, and the father of Kaiolani still sits there alone. As we walked under the great banyan tree and down the avenues bordered by wonderful palms and every species of tree and vine and flowering shrub known in the tropics, Governor Cleghorn said softly, I selected all these trees and arranged these grounds for Kaiolani. I wanted the domain to be a rest home for her and these walks to give her cool shade in her promenades. But only visitors walk now where Kaiolani's slender feet trod for a few brief years. She died of rheumatism of the heart, her father said, a year after the annexation of Hawaii. You see, she had been educated with the idea and expectation of becoming queen. She was the nearest in line and had been officially announced heir apparent. It was hard for all Hawaiians to accept the passing of the monarchy, even those who realized that it was inevitable and for the best. It was particularly hard for Kaiolani, who had been reared with the expectation of becoming our queen. It might really be said that she died of annexation. Her interest in life passed with the monarchy. Everywhere were portraits of Kaiolani. She was beautiful, as are almost all these daughters of a double race. The Polynesian blood, mingled with that of the English, Scotch, American, or Irish, produces a peculiarly attractive type of beauty, and education and culture had added their refining charm to the young princess. As we walked down the long avenues and out to the main thoroughfare, followed by the haughty peacocks, who seemed to want convincing proof that we were not loitering in the grounds, a penetrating melancholy permeated the sunshine of the brilliant day, and never did life speak more clearly of the transitory nature of happiness, which is based on human ambitions. Later in the day, we stood by the royal mausoleum, where Princess Kaiolani lies, buried beside her mother and her uncle, the late king of the Hawaiian Islands, and other members of the royal family. And again, the words of the old Persian poet came to mind, and this, too, shall pass away. Yet somewhere, I am sure, the sweet spirit of Kaiolani has realized its dream, and somewhere she is ascending thrones, for to each of us, in God's good time, must be given our heart's desire. End of The Passing of a Princess by Ella Wheeler Wilcox Read by Anita Sloma Martinez